be talking about self-forgiveness today and what it takes to forgive ourselves for past wrongdoings or past mistakes, why we do this, why it's so hard for us to forgive ourselves. And then I'm going to share with you three strategies that you can start using today that will help you in the process of self-forgiveness. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. So yesterday morning, my youngest, our seven-year-old, she went into a fit because she got a new laptop. She's been writing stories and she always wants to use my laptop while I'm using it. And so I decided to go check out, first we checked Goodwill and they didn't have any laptops. Then I got the idea to go to a pawn shop. So I've never bought anything at a pawn shop. So we went in and we ended up getting her just like this cheap laptop that she could access Google Docs on to be able to write some stories. And yesterday morning, she wanted to bring it with her to school. And I told her no. Well, that proceeded into her, her having a meltdown. And she, I was like, just laughing to myself while I'm pulling her out the door, carrying her to the car. All my other kids are in the car waiting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what the neighbors must think. Like she's melting down all about not being able to bring her laptop on the bus. And um, yeah. So that was yesterday. So this morning I get to school and my 11 year old goes into a meltdown because she has basketball after after school. She's got a basketball game. She started playing basketball and she has her basketball game bag. But the last few days it's been cold in the morning and warm in the afternoon. So she's had a jacket on to go to school, but she leaves it in her locker. So now her locker is filled with like three or four jackets. And she's got this basketball bag today. And so she went into, she started crying in the backseat about, she doesn't know what to do because she can't fit her, her backpack into the locker with all of these jackets. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, yesterday was Gianna and today is Sienna. And my high schoolers, I had, we were late. So I had to drop them off at school. Usually they take the bus from one school to the other. So I dropped them off at the high school. I'm like, this is every morning, it seems. Every morning is like something that I'm just like, what the heck? Like after they all get out and they go and I'm like, <sighs> breathe a sigh of relief because it, it seems to be every morning there's something. And granted, it's not every morning. And that's one of those distortions that I've shared about is like that all or nothing thinking where I think about like, oh my gosh, every morning it's something. But it really isn't. It just happened to be yesterday and today. What is today? Thursday? Monday and Tuesday? I think went off without a hitch. No tears. Everyone was ready. Everyone was in the car. But we tend to narrow, we like focus on those negative things. And then we exaggerate, say like, oh, every day, every day. But that's why it's so important to take note of those days when it went well. One of the things I've suggested in the past, and and I do it every once in a while. I don't do it every day, but to sit back and look at your day and reflect on what was good about the day. 
Because when you do the work and you start noticing the things that are good, it's the things, it's those days that are not so good, like yesterday and today, morning drop off, that I can get through it. Be like, you know what, this is just an exception. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'll dive a little deeper with them when they get home, help them like, even with my 11 year old, I was like, okay, well, what can we do? And we came up with, I went through the teacher's parking lot because she's actually going to the basketball game with a friend who's her mom is a teacher, the second grade teacher. And she's driving Sienna to the basketball game after school. So I'm like, let's drive by the through the teacher's lot. We'll see if the mom's still there. My 11 year old's really good with cars. Me, on the other hand, I have no idea what kind of car she drives, but she knew. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's already here. I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So I'm like, can you drop the bag off at the teacher's classroom on the way up? And she was like, no, I can't do that. Why she can't do that? I don't really know. So in the end, we decided that she's going to leave it in the car. I will just go when I go pick up Gianna. Usually I pick her up at the high school. She takes the bus. But I'm like, instead today, I'll pick her up at the grade school, which is a little bit earlier. I'll pick her up. She can come out, get her bag, and then go with her friend. So that was the solution we came with. We ended up having the dryer eyes. Notice she didn't brush her teeth. <laughs> but it's all right. You're, we, I got them to school. I got them to school. So that's how my morning went. Let me know. How did your mornings go? Hopefully a lot better than that. Hopefully you got your kids off to school and things are going good. Or if you're homeschooling or remote learning, that you are finding your rhythms because right now we're on the last day of September. School's been in session for a while. And so I hope that you're finding your rhythms and your roots, getting your routines in place so that it runs a bit smoother than what just happened this morning to me. All right. So enough with that. Let me share with you how to forgive yourself. Why do we struggle so, why, why do we struggle with forgiving ourselves? Well, one is we demand, right? We are the, we are the go-getters. We are fill our plates. We're juggling a million plates a day, right? And we demand so much on ourselves of ourselves that we are constantly setting ourselves up for disappointment because we struggle to measure up to these high expectations that we have to juggle it all. We have to do it all. We have to be it all. We have to make sure everyone's happy. It's not possible to be able to meet all of these expectations. And so when we're not measuring up, we end up being disappointed. We severely and misappropriately blame ourselves. When we can't measure up, when we can't be it all or do it all, we end up blaming ourselves, which sets us up for these mistakes, right? With the feeling like that we are to blame for everything that goes wrong when we are holding our expectations. You know, and I talk about, I'm gonna take a sip of my water, too much talking. I talk about, you know, our expectations and that we should like lower our expectations and everything. And I actually had an interesting conversation with my counselor yesterday. And yes, I am a counselor, but I do go to counseling because I, I really believe in the power of therapy. And so I was having this conversation and we were talking about how she is, um, I think she's 44, 45, but she just had a baby. So she has kids that are around the same age as mine. She's got five kids and they go from age 20, I think as her oldest daughter to she just has a newborn. And we were talking about how over the years, like we get tired, like neither of us want to like, like cooking. And <laughs> it's just like, 
we've been doing this for 20 something years and we're pooped. Like we're just tired. And we're talking about like how over the years, like the difference between having just one kid and like making sure like that they have matching outfits and that they're fed three times a day. And like by the time our youngest come along, we're like, just come on, stick something in your mouth and let's go. Like there's such a difference. And this is like, I've seen it in memes. I've heard it on TikToks. Like just like that difference between the first child and like in our case, our fifth and our sixth child. It's just such a difference. And we've learned how to relax and go with the flow more and really make adjustments that with our first kid, we were very like, and each with each kid sub subsequently like got less and less. And it was like, we lowered our expectations. We didn't expect much of ourselves. And I say that with like, it still makes me like kind of like cringe because I'm like, I feel like I still have high expectations. So maybe that's not what I'm trying to say here. Maybe I'm not trying to say like we lower our expectations, but yet we adjusted our expectations to make way for our humanity, to make way for reality and not having these unrealistic expectations that it's almost impossible or not even almost, it is impossible to meet because life is unpredictable. And when we're able to not lower our expectations, oops, forgot to, um, let me, I got to hit do not disturb. I've got text going through. So I guess not so much lower our expectations, but adjust our expectations to make way for reality. I guess that's where I should be. I should start saying that. Um, our list of wrongs and our mistakes grow. The more our, the more we expect perfection, the longer our list of, of mistakes and regrets grow. It also increases our feelings of guilt, shame, anger, all of these negative emotions start coming up and start coming up more often because we can't get past things that we've done. We can't get past the things we've done in our past, right? We're letting our past dictate our future and we're letting our past have such power over us that it's dictating how we feel. So forgiveness allows us to accept and normalize our mistakes and acknowledge our humanity. We are human. We make mistakes. When we, when we hold such grudges against ourselves, and I've talked about this before about, you know, I, I've talked about the inner mean girl and being, and talking to ourselves, like being self-critical, having such high self doubts. This is, we treat ourselves with such a lack of compassion, less than we treat other people. And when I talk about like putting yourself in your to-do list, I'm not saying put yourself higher than your family. I'm saying put yourself as much as your family. As much as you give, give, give to other people, give to yourself as well. And so when we look back at our past and we have these mistakes or we have these things that we're like, mm, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have said that or something that you've done in the past that you're struggling to get to get through and get you know make amends with learning how to forgive yourself allows you to embrace your humanity and embrace that the fact 
that we make mistakes, that we are not perfect. Everyone makes mistakes and no one, including yourself, deserves to be harshly criticized because of them. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So acknowledging and accepting responsibility for your mistakes goes such a long way. Apologize or repair any damage caused by the wrongdoing. So when with yourself, like, are you going to apologize to yourself? Like that might not sound, that might sound strange, but maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to write an apology to yourself, like your past self, because you're holding yourself to such high standard. You're holding yourself And you're feeling anger or you're feeling regret or shame or guilt, whatever those feelings are towards your past self, maybe writing an apology to your past self, knowing that that is, you know, saying you did the best that you can with what you've got and allowing yourself to embrace that humanity, that human part of you. Commit to learning from your mistakes. If there's something that you're struggling with forgetting or not forgetting, forgiving yourself about, What can you learn from that? How has that mistake influenced, you know, your future self or like what happened since then? Who you are today is because of something that you've done in the past. And how can you come to terms with that? And and what can you learn from that? These are all hard to do when you're being self-critical and self-loathing and lacking that self-compassion. How can you shift that and instead treat yourself with compassion? One thing that has helped is to say, what would you say to a friend who has gone through that same thing, who has gone through that same situation or experience and is self, you know, is feeling that guilt and that shame and that anger? What advice would you give to a friend? What advice can you give to your past self, to your future self, to to your present self that's going to help you forgive those actions? So when we know better, we do better, which is why it's so important to acknowledge the mistake, to recognize what is it that you can't forgive yourself for and what can I learn from it and how can I take that and move forward to become my best self? Hindsight's 20-20. But don't judge yourself based on who you were in the past, because who you were in the past makes you who you are now. And that'll help you move forward to become your best self in the future. And sure, you know now, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But you're judging your past self with what you know now, like with your current knowledge. And so it's unfair. It really is unfair. Now, let's get to those three strategies I talked to you about. I said that in the beginning that I was going to share with you three strategies on how to work the process of forgiveness, how to get through that, and how to be able to forgive yourself. One is the redo of regret. 
Reflect on what you could have done or what you would have done differently. What would you say to your past self to offer understanding and compassion? This kind of goes on, you know, that advice to a friend. Like what, you're not going to treat a friend harshly. You're not going to be critical of a friend, I, I would hope. <laughs> and so what could you or what would you have said to a friend to help them through that situation? And how can you treat your past self with compassion, with understanding and acceptance? Another thing you can do is develop a forgiveness affirmation. Every Monday in my Moms Without Capes Facebook group, I offer up another affirmation that you can embrace for that week. And this is no different. An affirmation affirms a belief. And sometimes that belief is a belief that we are forming, one that we have not yet formed. In fact, sometimes we believe just the opposite. And so an affirmation helps to ground and instill a new belief. It's only part of the challenging your belief and changing your belief process. Because remember, your beliefs are influencing your thoughts, emotions, and actions. And so we, we go after the belief, and when we change that, everything else changes as well. And so our affirmations help us change that belief. A forgiveness affirmation helps you change that mindset so that you can start to think about yourself and treat yourself differently. Start to forgive yourself. So you want to write an affirmation that makes sense for you. And this is, this is one of the things, the, one of the things I've seen when moms or women or actually men, anyone, when they start doing beliefs and when I'm working with, especially like my counseling clients, because I use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy and with my, um, we work on like identifying those thoughts and those beliefs that are influencing everything else, the actions and the way you feel. And so with my clients, we often, um, I have them come up with affirmations that counter the beliefs that they currently hold. And a lot of times they come back and they're like, I don't believe it. It, it, it just seems so far-fetched that it doesn't make sense. And so we work together to come up with an affirmation or a counter thought or a counter belief that almost it counters it. It takes into effect a distortion, like in the very beginning of this video or the beginning of this talk where I shared with you about the all or nothing thinking. Like when we start looking at all of the different distortions that may be playing a role in that belief or that thought, we end up being able to come up with a counter thought or a counter belief that is not so far-fetched, but leads to a much less negative feeling or a positive action or an action that isn't so detrimental in the end. And so we can work our way to a completely counter thought, but in the beginning, we might just start transitioning and getting working towards a goal of having a less negative emotion rather than a completely positive emotion or a completely positive behavior. So we just take those little steps. So coming out with an affirmation that makes sense for you. I have developed, or I've developed, I created a worksheet to help you work 
through this process of self-forgiveness. And I've come up with an affirmation template, a forgiveness affirmation template. So I wrote it down. I'm going to read it for you, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a link at the end of this video. I'll put it underneath in the comments. That's going to help you. Um, I say video, but you may be listening to this on the podcast too, because I repurpose it. And for a pod, if you're a podcast listener, go to Moms Without Capes podcast. You can always watch this on the go or listen to this on the go. So I forgive myself for blank. I release myself from feeling blank. I accept that I'm human and that I make mistakes. I did the best that I could at the time, but I am committed to doing things differently next time. This is an affirmation that you can adjust. You can fill in the blanks to make sense to you. So I give, I forgive myself for what is it that you are struggling to let go of? What happened in the past that you are struggling to let go of? That you're holding resentment or you're holding guilt about? I release myself from feeling, are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling shame? What are you feeling? And then the third strategy, oh, there goes my light. Hold on. It's when my computer goes out. There we go. Okay. It's on a timer, I guess, a sleep timer. The third strategy to use when you are working through the process of self-forgiveness is to take positive action. Now, just like if we were to um, be holding something, or if, if we're unable to forgive somebody, or if we, um, yeah, if we're unable to forgive somebody else, not ourselves, we may engage in a conversation with that person. We may start looking for um, like an entry point, like a way to approach that person. We may want to restore that relationship. If it's worth restoring, you'd want to restore it. And so the same thing that happens with us when, you know, when we are holding ourselves prisoner, because really that is, you know, self-forgiveness involves like holding ourselves, releasing ourselves from, from that prisoner of guilt and shame and anger. And so we would want to take positive action. Write a heartfelt apology to yourself. Actually, you know that I'm all about writing things out, journaling, just getting the, what's in your mind out on paper. This is about getting what's out, getting what's in your heart out of your, out of there and putting it on paper, bringing in more senses, being able to see it and read it and hear it. You want to include taking responsibility for your actions or the impact that it has had on yourself or others. Show your regret, talk about it, write, write about it. Offer to fix things. How, this is where, you know, what, what can you learn from that past mistake? And then is there anything that you can take from that mistake to make a positive impact on others in the world, in the greater world? Turn your regret into helping others. Your past does not need to determine your future. 
Okay, so now I told you that I had a handout for you, a worksheet that's gonna help you work through some questions, do some self-discovery, and work through this process of self-forgiveness. I'll go ahead and throw that in the link if you're watching this video, or the link. I'll throw the link in the comments if you're watching this video, or if you are listening to this on the Moms Without Capes podcast, it'll be in the show notes so that you can get your hands on the self-forgiveness worksheet and work through it and move closer to forgiving yourself for the past. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.